Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening to you wherever you are. And I hope that all is going well with you. This is Reverend Essie, and it is Sunday, August 8th, 2021. And yes, um, it is 1021 in the morning. I am 21 minutes late for our message this morning. Blog Talk Radio was just, it wouldn't um, cut the introduction. In introductory music or whatever, theirs, not mine. And um, everybody was calling in, but we all we heard was music. So I'm just going to make this video and do it this way. Amen. I'll download it or upload it, whatever, to YouTube later. And um, you'll get to watch it later. I'll put it on Facebook. But when I put my videos on Facebook, guys, when you watch them, I hope you watch them. And when you watch them, like them. Give them a like. Amen. And thumbs up. Amen. And subscribe. Hallelujah. Um, this is Reverend Essie in New Birth Ministries. I hope your day is going well. Mine is gorgeous. God is good. Um, I have to tell you something before we get started. I want to announce our fundraiser that we are doing for New Birth Ministries. And my vision has always been, for years, um, is to have a place for people to come, for, for Christians to come and relax and just do praise and worship and to sing and to pray and to preach and to teach and to eat good food. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is my vision. Hallelujah. Let me see here. All right. So that's my vision. And I'm doing a fundraiser for it where you, and not just Christians can come and eat and teach and preach and pray and have a good time and make some s'mores or whatever, you know. Um, but it's for those that you may know that need to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. This is, would be a good place for you to bring them, for them to learn about the Lord. Amen. And it's at my home, and um, I have a pretty good bit of land here where we can enjoy ourselves and talk to and with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Him called it New Birth. New Birth Country. I can't because my daughter and I came up with a couple, uh, a couple of names. New Birth Country Get Together. Exactly. New Birth Country Get Together, and you're invited. Amen. Just catch me online on YouTube and uh, Esther R. Scott. Amen. And uh, message me or whatever, and I'll give you more information about it. But we are taking um, donations of any kind, uh, not just cash. Cash helps. Cash will get us whatever we need. But whatever you have to donate, this is going to be for people to relax and enjoy themselves. Amen. It's been my vision for years. I always said I would like to um, be like David and have a place where people could just come and dance and praise the Lord and pray. Hallelujah. And give their hearts to the Lord. Open up to him. Amen. New birth, country, get together. Hallelujah. August 8th, Sunday, 2021. And I want to talk about um, la last, last, last week, we talked about uh, spiritual warfare, our weapons. Okay, so today, after I pray to our, our best friend, the Holy Spirit, and invite him in, amen, and then we'll start on spiritual warfare, and today we'll be doing offensive weapons, okay, offensive weapons, hallelujah. Father God, thank you for a new day, no matter what happens, no matter what comes up against us, we still win, we already won, so we cannot lose. You're an awesome God, we love you, thank you for being God all by yourself, sitting high, looking low, and sitting inside of us with your Holy Spirit, Jesus, thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit so that he can teach us and guide us and lead us, hallelujah, into all good things, hallelujah, and Jesus today, I ask that the Holy Spirit uses me uh, to teach those who watch this video or listen to it on anchor.fm um, or one of my blogs, 
um, one of my podcasts that you've given me. Hallelujah. I pray an anointing on each and every one of them, Lord God, so people all over the world can listen to your word from little Essie here, sitting here as a servant of the Most High God, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. Open up people's spiritual eyes, open up people's spiritual hearts, and cause them to see by listening to this word that you love them. And there's nothing that you would do to stop them from getting victory and being happy in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You are a good God in every way, not not just providing, but in healing. And, and, and our banner, the banner over us is love. Hallelujah is you. And Father God, we love you. And we thank you for this day. We thank you for, uh, I thank you personally for giving me the courage to be bold. And no matter what tries to stop me from getting the word out, I still get it out somehow. <laughs> I still get it out somehow because you are good and I'm going to do it. In one way or another, I am going to do it, especially in these times now while we still can, Lord. Because things are changing, just like you said they would. Things are changing and it's not getting easier and easier for the, especially the American Christian to get the word out. We are beginning to experience what other Christians around the world are experiencing. The devil is running rampant. But Jesus, we are running with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're running with you. And you're awesome. And we give you all the glory, all the praise in your holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to think. I want to make sure I don't leave something out before I get started on the word. Um, I I want to let you guys know. That, oh, I, I want to let you know also New Birth is a 501c3 for now. The government's even talking about changing that around for churches. But um, we are a 501c3, and whatever you give, I can write you out a receipt, okay, for tax purposes, amen. You're, we are a tax shelter, hallelujah, God is good. And pray, pray that that continues for other ministries. Yeah, I've heard people say that we're bought and all that kind of stuff. We're not bought, we're blessed, amen, hallelujah, we are blessed. I'm blessed, and so are you, amen. All right, let, let's get into um, spiritual warfare offensive weapons, hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be using a few uh, scriptures. And uh, I forgot I got two cameras running. You know, you got, see, with me, with me, I have to have more, more than one microphone, more than one camera. There's times I've used three of each or two of each or whatever, and all of them went wrong. The Hey, this is no joke. The devil series, he wants to stop you from getting the word out. So if something comes into your mind, take it captive. Amy, you hear me say it all the time. Take it captive and say, that is not me. I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to be a servant of the Lord. I'm going to do the will of the Lord. Amen. So offensive weapons. Hallelujah. Um, the blood of Jesus. There's one, two, I'm going to read, uh, discuss one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, and then end it with a couple other, um, titles, uh, you know, um, conversations that need to be brought up here. Amen. So a, your offensive weapons, the blood of Jesus, and we all know the blood of Jesus. Let me bring up my e-sword that I had before all this started to happen. I love my e-sword, e-sword X. Okay, so let's go to, um, I have a few um, scriptures here, Revelation 12, 11. Let's see what Revelation 12, 11. If you, what was it, a couple Sundays ago, I discussed the blood of Jesus. Amen. All you need is the blood of Jesus. That's all you need. I love this. Revelation 12, 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. They didn't worship themselves. They worshiped God. All they talked about was Jesus. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, not by necklaces, not by statues, not by pearls or beads, okay, not by cards, you know? They oh you overcome the enemy with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as as far as sin, the only thing that washes away sin is the blood of Jesus. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Only the blood can sin be washed away. All right. Now, 1 John 1, 7. All right. 1 John 1, 7. It takes me a minute. I'm getting older. I'm not as young as I used to be. Okay, 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, if you've been sinning for a long time, and then you got saved, and then you're cleansed, okay? God, he, he, he forgets everything that you've done for as far as the east is from the west, amen? And then you turn around and keep sinning and sinning. Jesus cleanses you of all sin. Now, if you continue to sin on purpose, that is, that's, you, you know, you're not covered by the blood of Jesus the way you should be, but you're covered by your flesh. Amen? That flesh is taking over. Your flesh is taking over. You, st you went back to your sin nature instead of living holy and trying to be better than you were the day before. Because Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from some sin, a quarter, maybe 50%. No, he cleanses us from all sin. You are totally cleansed from sin, so don't do it. If you're cleansed from something, why do it, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Why backslide when you've already been cleansed and forgiven? Amen. There is a need to preach and teach the protection of the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus protects us all. He, that is all we need. Jesus is all we need. We need a close relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. He even gave us the Holy Spirit. One third of the triune God. What else can you ask for? What else measures up to that? Amen. Hallelujah. The blood of the lamb. You know, I even, you know, it's a shame. I even heard preachers and people make fun of those that say, plead the blood, plead the blood. You know, for years, you probably heard yourself, older people, older generations say, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus on that. I plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Well, they were right. Amen. We have to be, as Christians, we have to be very, very careful of um, condemning the actions of others, thinking that our way is the right way. The only right way is Yahweh. There's a way for you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The Passover story tells it all. People want to know, well, what's this thing about the blood of Jesus? What's so important about it? Read about the Passover. Amen. Now, B, that was A, let's do B, the word of God. Amen. Use the word to attack. Every time the enemy comes to you with something stupid as he does, something intimidating as he does, okay, something oppressive or depressive as he does, use the word of God. This is why we're supposed to read the word of God. Let's go to Matt 4. 4. I got a couple. Matt 4.4, 4, Matt 4.7, and Matt 4.10. Uh, let's go there. I have my Bible right here with me, but I do. it's easier to do it this way instead of... Uh, Okay, Matt 4, 4, then 7, and 10. 4 says, I'll, I'll read all three. But, okay, well, I like to, uh, let's start Matt 4, 3. And when the tempter came to Jesus, he said, if, uh, he said, the tempter said to Jesus, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. He was always known as tempter. He's always want to tempt, tempt somebody. He wants to tempt you to do wrong. He, the enemy tempts us to walk off of the path that God had us on. Jesus answered him in Matt 4, 4. He said, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What is that? The Bible. His holy word. And then was it 7 and 10? And says, Jesus said unto him, again, 
Okay, the, the devil tempts him again, you know, jump off and the angels will catch you unless you dash your foot against the stone. Amen. So Matt 4, 7, Jesus said, it is written again. Notice he said again, you're hard headed, you're not listening, and I'm not going to change my mind. The word says, and this is how you and I should talk. Amen. Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not, shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus is reminding him of the dog that he is. Thou shalt, it is written again, stop tempting me. <laughs> you know, here we go again. What is it? Verse uh, 10. Amen. And he said to him, he showed, okay, the enemy showed, the devil showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. Now, before I go on with this, um, I want to say to you that, I, this is what I believe and from the research that I've done and seen from better researchers than myself. Okay, but Satan wasn't there physically. And if you watch some of the movies that they do, uh, the, the research is used for the movie, they never show a physical body there. Satan uses our minds. That's, that's home base for him. He uses our minds. And, and, and you notice when you watch those movies or whatever, Jesus is always standing there by himself, talking, just talking, because the enemy was trying to tempt him. The enemy, how do you tempt somebody but through their mind, amen, through their eyes. He was using his eyes. Oh, look at all this, I'll give it to you. Satan tries to start from the inside, amen. And he says, and all these things... Uh, will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me? Now, this is the sign of a fool. Matthew 4, 9 is a sign of a fool. If God created you, and if God created everything that you're claiming to give to me, okay, how can I allow you to give it to me? <laughs> he really thought that Jesus was going to fess up that all that belonged to the devil, okay? God created everything. Jesus created it all. That's like, you know, walking up to Parker Brothers and saying, here, I got a game for you. And it's the game they already created. <laughs> you know, we made that game. Excuse me, ma'am. But that game is ours, amen? Matthew 4.10, Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, called his name, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus was letting him know, you went against the rules. You're supposed to be serving me. But you messed up. And here you are, trying to offer me something that I made. Okay? The only reason the devil has power over the earth is because of Adam and Eve. Okay, the only reason he got anything is because of Adam and Eve. So Jesus came to give us a chance to get away from that. Amen. You don't have to accept worldly things. You don't have to accept, you know, so many people, I noticed something this morning. I won't mention the name, but there's a professional person in a, in a certain profession and um, he just got recognized for something, and, and I'm glad he did because he deserved it, okay? But then I noticed, okay, um, this is what Hawaiian for hang loose or whatever, the pinky and, and the thumb, when they put this up, that's supposed to be the devil's horns. Now, here's the problem, and maybe some of you can look this up and get in touch with me later and let me know. They say that there is sign language, it means I love you or something, so nowadays, you know, we have to be careful. What is good is bad. What is bad is good. So I don't know if he was given sign language. I love you guys. Thank you, my fans, for putting me here, whatever. Or if he's like saying, I sold out. This is where I'm at, you know. And I'm praying that God's not the latter. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. So there we have the word of God. Let's look in Ephesians 6.17. Okay, Ephesians. I don't want to take longer than I should. i got to watch my timing. Because of what happened, it threw me off a little bit. Ephesians, but I will get the word out. <laughs> Ephesians six seventeen, and it says, "And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God." Once again, the word of God. It's all in there. Hebrews four twelve. Okay, Hebrews four twelve. And there's a few of them here. I won't read them all. 
Amen. Hebrews 4.12. And it says, for the word of God is quick. I love this one. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Tell me Jesus didn't know what Satan was trying and was going to say to him before he opened up his mouth or whatever and tried to whisper it to his mind. God knows everything. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Anytime you need something in your life, anytime something's happening to you in your life, go to the word of God. The Bible, dust that thing off, amen, and start reading it. And as you read it, even if you start in Genesis, you, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, start in Genesis and read the Revelation or whatever. Start in Psalms, Proverbs or whatever, you know. Read the word of God because here's what happens. And this is what a lot of people miss. The word of God is always says Jesus in print. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God to teach us. And when you're reading, like I'm reading this Esword X right now, when you're reading the Word of God, the Holy Spirit brings things up to you and he, and he opens up your mind. You know, I have read the same scripture in the Bible over and over and over and over. And every time I read it, I get a different good thought. I get a different, I, I learn something new from it because the Holy Spirit never runs out. <laughs> he's the library. Amen. I call him, he's the library. Amen. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. The word cuts deep. Have you ever heard a professor or somebody say something? Everybody says, oh, that was deep. Oh, that was deep. I like that professor so-and-so. That was deep. You, hey, you ain't heard nothing yet until you read the word of God and you heard a preacher and the anointing of the most high God. You haven't heard anything until you hear the scripture, the word of God with the anointing on it and it hits you and you're like, whoa, that was, and you feel it. You're like, that hit me. Boy, that hit me. Or, or a lot of times, how many times have you heard somebody say the word or preacher preach, right? And then you say, I've had people say it to me and the more they say it to me, the better I feel every day. I'm like, wow, God, this is good. This is more you than me. And that's how I want it. You know, you ever have somebody say something, you're like, oh, that pertains to everything I was talking to the Lord about last night. He heard you. Amen. The word cuts deep. Amen. Overcome because of the word. That's how you overcome because of the word. Hold your peace and allow God to fight your battles through the word. And if you want to write this down, Revelation 12, 11 and 1 John 2, 14. Hallelujah. Jesus is the word. Let's go. Let me go, let me go to Revelation uh, 12, 1. I, I think, I know I just, I think I did Revelation. Let's see what this says. Repeat myself, but that's okay. And the, oh no. Um, oh, Revelation 12, 11. I was going to say, that's not it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Amen. Okay. Now, Third, now we're to, we, we said, um, and write down Exodus 14, 14 and second Chronicles 20, 17 as well. Third, know the word, know the word. Don't just read the word, know the word, know what scripture to throw back at the devil or whomever he's using. Amen. <laughs> know what scripture to throw back at them. Amen. Know it better than the devil does because he knows the word. He's, he he, he uh, repeats the word. Amen. Matthew 4, 5 to 7. Jesus knew it better. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not repeating here. Matthew 4, 5 to 7. Okay. Yeah. That's the same thing we did. Okay. Jesus knew the word better than Satan did. A lack of knowing the word opens you to captivity. Amen. Isaiah 5.13. I'm going to try to give a scripture for each one that I'm reading here. Isaiah 5.13. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. 
and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. A lack of knowledge. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge, God says. Amen. Know the word as much as you can. Okay, Johnny next door might know more than you or somebody in church might know more than you and you might know more than somebody else. Just know the word. Learn the word. Hallelujah. Amen. And D, rejecting the word leads to destruction. Live the word. Just simply live the word. Hosea 4, 6. Uh, Let me see. Hallelujah. Stop jumping. Hosea 4, 6. And it reads like this. My people are (laughs) praise the Lord destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. God is saying, I will also reject you that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. How do you, you want to bless your children and your children's children? Know the word, learn the word. There are too many families nowadays that are based on mess and not based on the word. Amen. Amen. Beware of those who try to stop the word from coming forth. Ooh, that, now that's deep. Okay. Beware of those who try to stop the word from coming forth. Did you ever have a word or you want to, maybe you do videos like I do, or maybe some of you out there preachers, praise the Lord, bless your ministry. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fivefold, whatever your name, you know, whatever title you go by and when you go by one or not, you know, first name, Joyce Meyer. Amen. Joseph Prince. Hallelujah. Amen. But um, did you ever start speaking and, and you really feel the spirit and you want to start speaking and preaching or whatever you're doing or even singing, you know, praising and worshiping the Lord and something always happens. Something, there's always an interruption. Did you ever have a preacher preach in church and it's getting good and it sounds great and somebody gets up and goes to the bathroom? I know I went to the church one time and people kept getting up and going to the bathroom so much it was hard to focus on what the preacher was saying. And then you had the crowd over here. You had the teenager crowd over here and the young people and they had to get up and run to Rite Aid and come back with, with uh, in fact, I've been to a couple churches that did that. Now I'm thinking about, and they had to run to Rite Aid and get a whole bunch of candy and they came back and rattled the bags while the preacher's preaching and, and they're ripping open. And... Guys, the older ones, the elders should have caught that and stopped that because as I went into one church and I was new and I saw that and I was, I didn't go back. Somebody should have caught that Bible study interruptions. Oh, you know, that reminds me of fact, when I used to preach at this one church, well, my church actually, before I, you know, the, the Lord gave it to me and caught, made me pastor, you know, ordained me as a pastor twice. Um, uh, there's a couple people that were in our church. God bless them. They were sweet. Seriously. They didn't have a bad um, character and none of that kind of stuff, but they just didn't, I guess they just didn't respect me as the pastor. They didn't respect me as a minister of the most high God, or uh, they just didn't know any better. Like, like we were talking about what last Sunday about the, um, this, you know, um, what is it by when people sin unknowingly. Okay. But I would start preaching and they thought we were having a conversation. And <laughs> it was so hard. And I was young in the ministry at the time. It was hard for me. And I, and there was actually times where I had to like over talk or try to, you know, put some kind of in there to let them know I got this. You know, God's got this. Hallelujah. Interruptions. Okay. Bible study interruptions. Preaching interruptions. Attention grabbers. You ever see people who, who, uh, oh, mm. I know one time I see, I, I was at a place. And there was one girl, she always came in late. You always have those people that come in late. They want to make a, a scene, right? And, and she, she would always come in like 35 minutes later after the choir sang and, and the deacons did what they had to do or whatever, the ministers prayed and everything. She always came in while the preacher was preaching. And she liked a lot of attention. And she would carry herself like an heiress. And she would stroll down the aisle to pass to each seat and just look at people. She'd look left and then she'd look right. And she would stroll down to the front of the church and spread her dress out and sit down pleasingly. So (laughs) she was sweet. 
she was a nice person. She was sweet, but she and then and it's I mean it's like she was in a wedding or something. Everybody kept saying, "Is she like? Does she think she's getting married or something?" It was so strange. Someone who always needs attention while the word is being brought forth. I've seen older women in churches clear their throat or cough when they think the preacher should be done. I've seen it. And and, and sure enough, the one church I was in, the preacher stopped. There was a lady, God bless her soul, but she would, <clears throat> she would clear her throat and a preacher would wrap it up. <laughs> Time go home. When she was ready to go, she'd clear her throat. E, realize your throne and your rights. I love this. I'm glad this came up. I think we studied this. We talked about this last Sunday. Realize your throne and your rights. Amen. Ephesians 1, 19 to 22. I have a couple here, but I'll just, I'll give you the other, the other. Ephesians 1, 19 to 22. And it says, labeled actually as Thanksgiving and prayer. Realize your throne and your rights. Amen. Um, 19 to 22. And it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's our dad, Abba. Amen. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. See, Jesus is sitting on the right hand side of God right now, praying for you. He every day. Whether you think about him or not, whether you pray to him or, or, or about other people or not, Jesus is praying for you. Amen. And then Ephesians 1, 21, I'm going to 22, okay. It says, uh, far above the principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Jesus is higher than any high you can get. Jesus is the best high. <laughs> Amen. Everybody try to get high on alcohol and drugs and, and women and men and hate to say, excuse me, sex. Jesus is the best high you can ever get. Amen. Hallelujah. And then lastly, Ephesians one twenty one for my notes. And he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Jesus is the leader. I might as well finish Ephesians one twenty three, which is his body, the fullness of him that that filleth all in all. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me and the best thing that ever happened to you and hopefully is the best thing for those who need him in their lives. Amen. Okay, now, F, know the word is true. Know the word is true. In fact, I'm going to go to Psalm. I got a couple. Uh, wait, I forgot to give you the scriptures for E. Realize your throne and your rights. It's um, Ephesians 1, 19 to 22, Hebrews 2, 8, and Ephesians 2, 6, John 17, 21 to 22, and Colossians 1 to 13. Know the word is true. I will go to, okay, I have 1 Thessalonians 2, 13. 2 Timothy 2.15, Psalm 119.89, and Matthew 10.1. I will try Psalm 119.89. I haven't been in Psalms in a long time. I love Psalms. Psalms 119. And I like, I told I told you last week, Psalm 19, Psalm 119 is the longest book of the Bible. And it's broken down in eight scriptures, eight verses with a heading. Psalm 119, 89. Okay, 89. I learned that years ago, and I like to teach people that, because when I learned it, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Okay. Okay, and it's labeled Lamed. I guess alphabetical. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. God's word is settled in heaven. It came from him. You don't get any better than that. Amen. Nobody can change that. They can't change the word. They can change the word down here on earth. Amen. You know, those demonic people and Luciferians or whatever, and they want to switch everything around and change this and change that. But it's it has no ounce of the Holy Spirit in it whatsoever. 
You know, if, if one sentence has a wrong word in it, it takes away the power of that sentence. Hallelujah. Mm. G, know your authority in Jesus. Know your authority in Christ Jesus. You are a child of the Most High God. When Jesus died and rose and gave us the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is within you, which means you have all the power of heaven inside of you. How you use him, you know, people want to say it, but, but God bless them. They don't mean no harm because the Holy Spirit is a person. You know, I've said it before too, but I think when people say, a lot of people, when they say it, they're speaking to uh, the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. It depends on how much you use the power. It depends on how close you are to the Holy Spirit. You know, there can be times that you don't ask the Holy Spirit to help you with something and he'll help you anyway because he loves you and you have shown him love. Amen. Hallelujah. You've talked to him. He knows you. You know his personality. He knows your personality. He knows what you need when you need it. Amen. Know your authority in Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all about even the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. The word testifies of Jesus. Hallelujah. We should testify of Jesus. Amen. It's like the the uh, new birth country get together that we're having. That's been my vision for years. Hallelujah. I think of David when he danced naked around the fire. He loved God so much, but look, when you guys come, don't leave your clothes on. Don't dance naked. Okay. <laughs> but we can have a good time. It doesn't have to be hours long. You know what? Two, three hours, whatever. Get the word in, whatever. Eat some good food, lay back, relax. Everybody get to know each other, talk about the word. And we can, you know, let us reason together as we are there. And whoever didn't get along before will begin to get along in our event. That's, that's my vision. <laughs> Amen. And you guys are helping me. If you'd like to give, um, you know, get in, just get in touch with me. Or if you have something, we're looking for fire pits. We're looking for lawn, you know, lounge chairs, lawn chairs or whatever, whatever you have. Amen. Um, use the name of Jesus. You know, the word is true. Realize you're, you're thrown on the rights. Know your authority in Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. John 14, 14. Okay. I'm doing pretty good. John 14, 14. Um, if ye shall ask, Jesus is saying this, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So let's go up to, you know, wait, wait, let's go to John 14, 12. I like to add as many as I can. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. In other words, Jesus is not saying, you know, we're all that in a bag of chips. What he's saying is, we're going to do more than he did, because he did works three, three years and went to his Father, and we have years, much more than three to do what he did. So as long as you are here, do the works of Jesus Christ. He will reward you. The Lord will. Look, you're, Jesus had three years. Amen. He gave himself three years. Him and God and the Holy Spirit got together, gave himself three years to do what he did in his ministry. And he left the rest up to you. He left it up to me. He left the rest up to us to do. How old are you? Are you three? How old are you? Okay, let's say somebody watching this. I, I noticed in my stats or whatever, I have a lot of people that follow me that are 60, I think 660, 60 years old and older, okay? And the next ones are like 45 to 54 or something, okay? Most of you that watch me are 60 and older, okay? How many of those years have you spent ministering to somebody else? Now, there's some of you, you might not stand in a pulpit or anything, but you raise kids. You raised other people's kids. That's ministry. Okay? You know, um, some of you take care of people who have mental issues, slow motor skills or something. That's ministry. But for the couch potatoes, how long did you spend telling people about Jesus? Amen? 
And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, in his name, in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Essie. You're not going to get healed. <laughs> nope. Nietzsche ne dobre, my friend. You're not going to get healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And since I'm on the subject now, I decree and declare in Jesus' holy name that you are going to be healed of that thing that the devil sent to you to try to make you miserable. And he can't because you're a child of the Most High God. So be healed. Hallelujah. Be healed. Creative instant healings. It sometimes it takes time for healing. Okay. I-N-G. Amen. Be healed. Amen. Claim that thing. You got the power. It lives inside of you. Hallelujah. That power is inside of you. And lastly, the force of the weapons. Okay. These are those aspects that will set the weapons off. A. Praise prepares the way for God to manifest his power. Praise. And you can write down Isaiah 61, 3, Psalm 149, 6 to 9, Second Chronicles 20, and Acts 16, 25 to 56. God's telling me to read Second Chronicles 20. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Second Chronicles 20. Okay, and there is okay to praise, praise to again with the self and help in the cities and justify the congregation and the house of the Lord and said to our fathers, um, even when evil came upon us, behold, judge them and stood before the Lord and their little ones and their children and the spirit of the Lord was in the midst of the congregation and he said, Hearken ye all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Jehoshaphat, don't be afraid. God's got this. Amen. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they'll come up with, uh, by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook uh, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Okay, when could it, okay there we go. Second Chronicles 20, verse 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, showing reverence, showing reverence for God. He bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. God loves worship. And the Levites and the children of Kothites and the children of Korites stood up to praise God, to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went in the wilderness. And uh, let me see. Let me see. We consulted with the people. Here we go. Watch this. I love this part. Okay. I'll, I'll do uh, Second Chronicles 20, 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. What was I saying last Sunday about Jesus was a singer? You, you're a singer too. He appointed singers unto the Lord and that should praise the beauty of his holiness and they went out before his army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Look, when you praise the Lord, God will cause your enemies to fight themselves. Believe it. Amen. God will cause your enemies, but when you see it happen, back off, leave it alone. God said it's his battle, not yours. Whatever he does, wipe your hands of it because it's his responsibility. He knows what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, next praise brings the fullness of God's presence. Therefore, his power. You write down Psalm 22, 3. All these are about the same thing. When, when, when you praise the Lord, when you, when you praise and worship the Lord, he fights your battles for you. He loves it. That gets him started. That's, his, that's the key. Amen. Jesus is the key. You're praising and worshiping. There's nothing you can't do. Amen. And uh, prayer. Okay. Pray. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Philippians 4. Verse 6, James 4, 2, and James 5, 13 to 17. I'm going to do Matthew 7, 7 to 8. And I'm almost done. 
Matthew 7, 7, 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeks, finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. Amen. And I like the next one. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Amen. Now, praise. We did praise, prayer, tongues. Um, but next is tongues. Tongues is also for battle. Okay, Ephesians 6.19. Now look. I'm going to say this the same as baptism. Ephesians 6.19. Baptism is awesome, but it's not necessary for your salvation. Tongues is awesome. I love tongues. I love speaking in tongues because the devil doesn't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Simply put, seriously, when you speak in tongues, you're using a language that God had on a shelf that the devil don't know nothing about. He thinks he knows everything. God, you know, saint don't know what you're saying to the Lord. He doesn't have that dictionary. Only God has that. Amen. Here we go. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Tongues. Ephesians 6.19. And it says, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. The gospel, there's a mystery in the Bible. That's why the devil gets mad whenever you read it, because you're finding out things that he doesn't know. Jesus knows more about it than he does. Amen. There's mystery. Satan can read the Bible from beginning to end. But what good is it reading it? If you don't get any revelation, you're, he's not going to get any revelation of it. The Holy Spirit's not going to reveal anything. Oh, God, that's a word. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is not going to reveal anything to Satan, but he will reveal it to you. And then you'll wonder why Satan don't like you. That's why. Because you're getting stuff he can't get. Amen. Okay. Uh, testimony. Not a testimony is next. Have a testimony. Revelation 12, 11, Psalms 107, 2, John 141, John 1, 41 42, Mark 16, 9 to 11. Testimony that is full of the word brings down the enemy. Testimony that is full of the word brings down the enemy. Testimonies is not going to bring down anything. You need to bring down that pride and stop testifying. I coined that. That's my word. Amen. It glorified Jesus. Bring when you glorify Jesus, you're bringing faith into other people. Okay. And then I have two more and I'm done. How's my timing here? Okay. All right. (laughs) Preaching and teaching the word. Uh, Romans 10, 13 to 17. Romans 10. 13, mm-mm. thank you, 13 to 17. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Uh-oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I got to stop just for just a minute. I had some neighbors once. And they had, they were living, and I'm not saying this to be nasty or anything, because we all cast a first stone, right? Okay, but they had, they had it going on. As far as being illegal and the, the whoredom, the drugs, the alcoholism, the cursing, every all day long, everything that came out of their mouth was a curse. You never literally saw or heard them speaking or acting joyful. It was a really, really dark life. But, but every day. You would hear them say, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, all day long. And you want to know something? I think that's disrespectful. That's a sin. That, that's not, you don't, oh my God, what? You don't even believe in them. You don't talk about it. We, you know, people, stop. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They're calling the name of the Lord, but not calling upon 
the name of the Lord. Call him. Call him up. What's the song say? Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. I miss Miss Francis playing uh, tambourine. And Miss Nettie Wilkerson. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Call him up and tell him what you want. Hallelujah. How then shall they call on him who they've not believed? They don't believe in him. Stop calling his name. You don't believe in him. You people that are watching this, when things happen to you at home, do you go, oh, my Essie? I don't think so. And how shall they believe in him who they not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And the thing that gets me is everybody in that neighborhood knew I was a preacher. And none of them came to me. I attempted to go to them. You know, but none of them came to me. So nobody can say I didn't do my job there. Even a couple of them said, hey, man, she can get your soul saved. They cracked jokes about it. Okay. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him who they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Amen. Preaching and teaching the word. Because the anointing to preach is so powerful, one has to preach God's word. Jeremiah 29, it's like fire in one's bones. Hallelujah. I got to go to Jeremiah 29 because I'm almost done anyway. I got This is good. Jeremiah 29. You probably heard a lot of preachers say this before. Jeremiah 20, uh, verse 9. Here we go. There it is. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Did you ever get mad at God sometimes? Let's be honest. Did you ever get upset with God and you say, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know how little kids say, I'll hold my breath until you give me that candy. They want the candy or whatever. They're going to hold their breath. You can hold your breath and you're going to die. So sooner or later, you're going to take a breath, right? Okay. So here, Jeremiah was, he said he wasn't going to make mention of him anymore or whatever. He said, but it was like fire (laughs) in his bones, shut up in his bones. And that's what the word of God, you know, so many times I've gotten to the point where, you know, you hear so much negativity or you hear somebody say something bad about you or somebody says, she ain't no preacher. I don't like the way she preaches. She ain't no preacher. I've seen better than that or whatever. There's no anointing. Isn't that what they always say about people? There's no anointing there. Well, if you're not looking for it, if you're not expecting it, all you're going to get is negativity. You're going to see it and hear it negatively, right? And and um, there's times, where I, so many times where I wanted to get out of ministry. And I said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to wake up and say my good mornings anymore. Um, I'm going to tell people that I sat down. I'm done. So many times, you know, and that's listening to the wrong voice. See, that's listening to the flesh and listening to Satan, trying to put things in your mind. And nobody likes you. Look at your stats online. They're always low. You believe that? Don't you believe that? Okay. It might look low, but I found out in certain areas. See, I know how to get them. And, and certain areas, like for instance, Facebook won't put out, I hate to say it, but it's true. Facebook will not put preachers out very much at all unless they pay to be put out. And there's things, you know, like I can put a, I can, I can put on anything that blesses people, Facebook won't present for me. But if I put a picture of a little boy cutting up a, 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 you know, an apple or something in the country with a horse behind him, 85 people saw that picture. Amen. So, you know, um, just preach the word. It's like fire shut up in your bones. And it got to the point where I felt like I just wanted to quit. And I can't. <laughs> I, don't know how, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I want to say God won't let me. But not only is it the fact that God won't let me, per se, okay, I can't. I tried. I love it. I can't. And that's that. Amen. And everywhere Jesus went, he preached and taught the word. And so should we. We're called to do the same. Matthew 28, uh, 19 to 20 and Mark 16 to 20. Last one. Faith. Amen. Faith. First John 5, 4 to 5. Mark 11, 24. Mark 9, 23. I got a lot here. 
Matt 21, 22, Matt 18, 19 to 20. I think I like it in Romans 17, 10. There is a need to fellowship, have faith. I want to go to Matt 18, 19 to 20. I think I want to do the Romans too. Excuse me, Matt 18, 19 to 20. And again, I say, unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You can be gathered together with anybody you want to. If you didn't invite Jesus, (laughs) you know, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. Let's have a Bible study Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Sure, I'll be there. And they get together. He's there. It's in his name. They're doing it for him. Amen. And I want to, I want to get that um, Romans ten seventeen. Forgive me for taking time. I hope you guys are drinking coffee or tea or something and enjoying yourself and listening to this. God is good. Amen. <laughs> so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you, how do you, how do you strengthen your faith? Read the word. Listen to the word. I have, you know, channel 40 here in this Pittsburgh area, uh, southwestern Pennsylvania. We have uh, CTVN, Cornerstone TV. And I leave that thing on most of the day unless I feel like watching something else or whatever, which sometimes I do, you know. I'm not crazy about what they have on TV nowadays. But um, I listen to the word. I listen to the men. I forget what they're called. I listen to sister to sister. I love them. Um, I, I, I listen to their living room concerts that they have. I listen to all the preachers that they have come on. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, buddy. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to listen more to the word of God and more about the kingdom of heaven than you do about the world. Amen. And I will end with Hebrews 10, 23. Amen. God bless you guys for coming on. God bless you for listening. I apologize for what happened on Blog Talk Radio this morning. I don't know. Sometimes they glitch. You know, you don't want to dog them out or anything. You know, hey, this is all machinery, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes it glitches. I apologize for that. So, but they they do me could they do me kind of good. You know, they get me back in a nice way. Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And that ends by saying, God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. If he said he's going to do a thing for you, he's going to do it for you. Amen. Hold fast to that. No matter what it feels like, if it feels like somebody's stretching you on it, remember the old fashioned stretchers where they stretched people and they killed them sometimes. They would just stretch their legs and stretch their arms and their neck and everything. And you feel like you're going to snap. Hang on. Amen. You're not going to snap. God's not going to let that happen to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're not saved, I pray that everybody is watching this is saved. Amen. If you're not saved, just say this. Jesus, I denounce my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross. And came back three days later. Just for me. And I thank you for that. Be my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. Teach me more of you. Thank you so much, Jesus. I love you. Amen. And if you said that, welcome to the family of God. You are now a person. You are now a chosen person. Royal priesthood. Hallelujah. Now. Yes. Right now, okay, because everything you did, God threw it as far as the east is from the west. It's gone. Amen. So go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church. Change your friends. If your friends aren't positive or they don't love the Lord, start slowly. Come out from among them. Amen. (laughs) And find some people that love the Lord. (laughs) I'm telling you, you will have the joy of the Holy Ghost in you. Amen. You will have the joy of the Holy Ghost in you. Let it go. Amen. So, you know, God bless you all. God keep you. 
make his face to shine upon you. God give you his countenance. I feel like there's a, looks like it. Yeah, uh, um, I feel, I feel the spirit of God here. I feel his presence. And I pray right now as I'm ending that God sends you his presence. That God just instantly just comes into your life where you're at right now. And may people see him. When they look at your face, may they see him. When you speak, may they hear him. God bless you. And all that you lay your hands to do for the kingdom of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Remember, God's grace and his mercy is always there for you. Reverend Essie signing off. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.